boys and girls. Welcome back to the second best gaming news podcast on the planet at this point uncontested. My name is titular protagonist, old franchise. That right there is producer of the show, Mr. Nice Guy Johnny. He's a slippery devil as always. He's a slippery devil, like a ferret and covered in fairy liquid. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny, there's an, elephant, mm-hmm. there's an elephant in the room here. Yeah? Uh-huh. Yes, there is. We missed, there is. We missed a week. We didn't just it's... we didn't just let an episode slide. We actually fully fucking missed a week. Uh, that's yep. the first one in a long time, though. In mm-hmm. fairness. In fairness, the first one in a hot minute. Um, the alcohol. The alcohol. That's what... Just that's all we're gonna see, the alcohol. That's to blame. Exactly. And I know, I know. There's bit. There's also been comments from people that you know we're always pissed anyway. Mm. Yeah. But, you know. This... I agree. Just as I take a swig of this delicious Camden <laughs> show-off lager. Oh, but this this was different. This was this this was the the first time we'd actually had managed to meet up, probably yeah. collectively, and. We took full advantage of it for the right reasons. Thanks so. to the, the old relaxation of the old COVID rules there by um, Mr. Johnson and co. We did. We took full advantage to get out there and be uh, be together as a, as a group of mates, which we hadn't done for a fucking long, long, long time. Um, so it was, it was very much needed. Uh, and unfortunately, the podcast was collateral damage. I mean, to be honest... Yeah. Last week, there would have been some news, but fucking hell, I'm ra- I'm glad I missed last week rather than this week. Exactly, uh, exactly. But when when if you look in terms of putting it in context of the podcast, you know how things snowball. Um, looking at the run, the docket today, you know there's 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 a lot of meaty morsels to to get into. Oh, there's there's some um, some fucking absolute wagyu beef choice cuts today. Exactly. And we're going to have to save them. So there's certain things that we might, you know, briefly touch upon, but we will cover them. Yeah. But yeah, uh, look, you know, you know, we we've learned our lesson, but unfortunately, we can't say if it won't happen again. <laughs> no, no. It, all I can do is apologize. <laughs> no, if it happens again, we'll just make sure if we're going to miss a day, we'll come in, we'll come in swinging on on like a, another day. We we don't just uh-huh. let it, we don't just let it go missed. Well, you know. If, Apologies, apologies to the listeners. Uh, exactly. And we appreciate those who reached out and said, "What what happened? What you playing at?" So, what you playing? At? <laughs> what you playing at? Where are you? Where are you? Where's where's the where's the two men with sixty something years combined experience playing games? Where are they? So, I mean, nice guy Johnny. I don't think we're gonna even fuck about with the bands. We've got that much on. We've got that yep. much on the docket. And obviously, we'd still need to start this show the same way we start every show with a little bit of, what are you playing? But like, we are, I mean, can we say we are now? If After the last three events that have happened over the past 24-hour period, can we really say E3 period? The, the E3 season has started? I Normally, it's not early June, but like Jeff Cayley sort of did it last year with the Summer Game Fest, and and it's like, fuck, are we in it? Are we in it? We never really had an official opening ceremony, but like, I mean, just to fucking get into it straight away, we've had Dying Light 2, we've had 
tonight, just before this podcast recorded, Far Cry 6. And then obviously the big one, the Horizon Forbidden West state of play. We mm-hmm. we are we are in this now. This is it. E3, we we are, are in the E3 window right now. Exactly. I mean, it, it, to arguably, it kicked off with the the Monster Hunter digital event, which was on May twenty sixth. Which, yeah. In that sense, so that kind of kicked it all off, and then it's it's starting to snowball and like pick up some steam. So we've got we've got. Um, I fucking love it, mate. We have, uh, I absolutely love it. This weekend as well. I mean, it's it's going to be a. Here's the thing: it was announced as a summer of gaming last year. Yeah. Right. The the summer game fest and um and. Uh, summer of gaming going going on throughout, mm-hmm. which was very linked around around the the launch and the, the reveal and stuff of of the console, yeah, new gen. However, given how much COVID kicked the game industry's ass in terms of development time, yeah, I I think this year is going to be the summer of gaming in terms of news. I think it, it's going to be I in terms thick, of, yeah thick in, with information in terms in terms of news. I agree. I, I don't think we're going to get all the release dates we expected, but we no, are no, going no, to no. get a hell of a lot of news. Yes, and I mean it's coming. We've got it's it's part of the choice cuts. Let's not let's not get into this now. We'll let's do what you're playing first. Nice guy, Johnny. For the last two weeks, what are you playing? I've been playing Resident Evil Eight, mm-hmm. um, but also watching you play Resident Evil Eight and <laughs> thoroughly was, enjoying it. That was a great series. That. On uh, so Twitch TV slash the franchise. I, I'm yet to finish, although I've I've kind of seen what happens. Yeah, and I, you know, depending on how much you want to talk about it and how much you want to be spoiler free, obviously, um, we'll not get into any major I, spoilers. I have yeah, I have my opinions on it mm-hmm. of what I've played so far, and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed playing it. The bits yeah. I've played up to so far, the, yeah. the bitch I the bits I watched you play the bitch. <laughs> The bitch, the bits I watched you play, I'm less convinced I'm going to enjoy myself. I did, just don't know. How so? Just in the, in, in the you know, how the, the narrative and the kind of aesthetic of the game changes. It's a, it's a split personality again of what this game wants to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in terms of, you know, we're talking about it, how it was very, it had Resident Evil uh, seven, obviously the the look and the the the, the first person stuff and and the mechanics of it mm-hmm. and very much the aesthetic of Resident Evil Four. Yeah. However, I feel it's got the identity of Resident Evil Six, where it tried to be a lot of things at once. Aye. And and that that's my only thing. You know, we we talk about you know Resident Evil Seven going off the rails a bit in the final third. Yes. I think I think there's shades of it here. I think it's all interesting, but I, I just think it, in terms of its identity crisis. I actually agree wholeheartedly with uh, everything you're saying right now. It's it's fallen afoul of the same, and I fucking loved it. I loved it, start to finish, gameplay mechanics, um, the, the, just the general smell of the game, the taste of the game. Do you know what I mean? But then again, we find ourselves in the Resident Evil 7 predicament, as you've rightly pointed out, of the back third. it's uh, It just takes a turn. It takes a turn that I didn't need it to take. Yeah. Um, however, I will say this. I will say this. There was moments during that back third that were tense. 
like really absolutely through the fucking roof levels of intensity and it was like it was something else so Resident Evil 7 also had that though even though you lost it on the back third it was still there was still moments there was still there were still glimpses of that uh, there were still glimpses of intensity of of horror uh, so yeah I, I see the the sins of the father as it were so the the Resident Evil 7 back third continues in there but overall I fucking I really really enjoyed that game really enjoyed that game I didn't particularly I'm not fully on board with we can't really get into the ending without being in just hard spoiler territory and I don't like to do spoilers but what I will say is the direction that this game's going feels less Resident Evil than any Resident Evil game has ever felt it feels Mm. more and I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler or not, but it feels more like Resident Evil is going to start venturing into like infamous, infamous second son type territory, control maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just going to start leaning that way because it's clearly obvious that the Ethan Winters story arc is going to continue in Resident Evil Nine. I think we'll see Resident Evil Four remake before Resident Evil Nine, but. Uh, yes, I'm aware Resident Evil 4 is being remade in VR, but I still think we're going to get a Resident Evil 4 remake built in RE Engine, much like Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake. Yep. But when we do get Resident Evil 9, the Ethan Winters story arc continues, but obviously the protagonist may differ. And I, th- I say that trying to protect all spoilery nonsense. But... Uh, uh, if it goes the way I think it's going to go, uh, I think that's a bad move. We we discussed this on previous podcasts, you know, with the nostalgia element of the remakes in the RE engine, allow them to keep that focus of, and keep the either the core fans or the yesteryears fans happy. Mm-hmm. Freeze their hands to try new stuff out. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for them trying new stuff, with the understanding is it might not land. Um, I think the... like some so some of the stuff I watched in this one to me. Now I haven't played it yet, so I need to play it because obviously it looked a joy to play. It looked fun, mm-hmm. but just you know, the way I can describe it, it's like Dust Till Dawn, right? Film, right? The first half of it is a heist film. The second half of it is a, is a fucking vampire film. Now, if you go for a fucking toilet break at the wrong moment, <laughs> come back and you go, hang on. It's the same actors, but things are fucked up. <laughs> this is an entirely an, different film. That's an extreme version of what I think happened in Resi, Resi Evil 8. I think things started to switch. The, the, the characters were still there, but I was like, hang on. Hang on. The, the, the focus is, or the, you know, the kind of, the backdrop is slightly changing. Yeah. yeah. I don't no, understand why. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Apart, apart, apart from... The reason is to bring it, bring another element into the gameplay. You know, change it up. It, it, that's how it, it felt like they brought these elements in to say, you know, you've got your psychological horror, you've got, we've got your full-on horror, then you've got your your thriller kind of stuff with your fast-paced, um, heart-wrenching like tension, mm-hmm. and then some other things that were kind of just like thrown in there to like the genre lines, just like you're saying with what's going to happen with Resident Evil Nine. 
Yeah. Resident so, Evil, if if Resident Evil Nine goes the way I suspect it's going, in which we, the end of Resident Evil Eight would very much, um, I don't, I don't even want to say lean into it. It was fucking blatant. It was like if the end of the the after the post credit scene in Resident Evil Eight, if that is the direction Resident Evil Nine's going, Resident Evil Nine is like no Resident Evil game you have ever played, and I don't think that's a good thing. I'm. You say you're all for them trying new things, and some of them won't. Some of them won't land, but like, they tried first person, and it landed. Uh, it landed because you still had. A, a, aside from Resident Evil Six, with that weird, Russian type guy who was part fucking tyrant or whatever the fuck it was, like, uh, that aside, you have always had a very human protagonist, and that's where the survival yeah. horror element comes in. And I think we're about to lose that in a rather significant way in Resident Evil 9. Well, well, you know, I, I, you, I can't say anything else because there's spoilers in this game, but from from the rev, the certain revelations, which you can throw a notch on what you've just said. Mm. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It, it's the it's the thought of you know the 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 scenario of having someone who's like in a horrific situation and yeah. having to survive. A, a, if, if, a if, human, if yeah. A human, and if they're straight, yeah. And if you stray too far away from that, then you, you're right. You know, it loses the core of what Res Evil is. Yeah. Yeah. But 100%. I would saying that I am going to finish it. I'm gonna I'm gonna plow through and finish it because it. I think the replayability of it and New Game Plus. Well, that was my other fun. yeah. That was my other thought on this. The uh, the first playthrough of the campaign, very very much enjoyed it. It opens up again, very much like Resident Evil games of the past. You open up the ability to either uh, unlock new modes like Mercenaries mode, etc., or unlock new sort of uh, buffs for your next playthrough. And that to me. There's a lot in there to unlock, a lot that would make a playthrough very, very fun, I think. Uh, I came in over, which shouldn't come as any surprise. Uh, the average game time is 10 hours. I came in at 11, 11.30 or 11.45, which I'm quite surprised at because I, I trip advised a lot, uh, which is, you know, Mr. Trip Advisor. That I am the champion trip advisor in gaming right now. I'm the hottest thing in trip advising in gaming right now. So if that comes in as no surprise, I, I'm just what blows my mind is I thought I would have been at least three hours over the average because of all the trip advising. Which says to me, there's a lot of people out here trip advising. And I love that. I'm here for that. Uh, Look, however, we've got the speedrunners doing it in like three hours. <laughs> So like but, w- one of my streams did speed run the full fucking game. But you, you know from past experience that trip advising in a Resident Evil game will be rewarding. Mm. Ever since you know the Cold Python. Oh, the Cold Resident Python. Oh. The, the 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 amount of runaround you had to do to get that Cold like, Python. Nowhere near the core story to to get that weapon. Was you know was trip advising one one. Yeah, and then you know, ever since then, you you know that it's going to be rewarding in a Resident Evil game to trip advise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use that to segue into another game I've been playing this week, where exploration has not been rewarded. Um, 
Nice guy, Johnny. I think, to be honest, I think for the past several months, you've been banging on about this game Biomutant. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been it, you know, clearly coming out in May. You know, it, it hasn't really been contested by any of the releases in May, I don't think. So. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Game of the summer, I thought, at yeah. one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. I think your <laughs> words were, everybody's sleeping on Biomutant. I think that's what you... <laughs> yes. I think that's yes, what I, you said. Quote me on that. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely. I've got that. I've got that written down here. Actually, yep. Said. <laughs> Open quotation marks. Everyone sleeping on by mutant. Close quotation marks. Johnny, comma n dot g dot twenty twenty one. The um, kiss kiss. The uh, kiss kiss. The yeah. So by mutant. I've I've been playing by mutant. I played it on stream and um. Hey, what a fucking beautiful world they've created. So the team behind it, Experiment okay, Experiment 101, uh, the team behind it. And what I want to say before anything on this game is that that full fucking game was built by a team of 19 people. So what an achievement that is because it is one of the uh, best-looking worlds I have ever been in as a gamer. It's absolutely stunning. Really impressive what they've did with the world. Uh, the mechanics of combat were incredibly tight. Very, very good. I like the whole aesthetic of the game. I like the amount of lore that they'd clearly put into the game. But that last point may be its downfall as well. It really... I mean, for the first three hours at least, the amount of dialogue in that game, when you're really just wanting to be on the sticks, getting getting used to your character, getting used to the world you're in, getting used to the the mechanics, getting used to the way you're, you've created this class and you want to see what this class can actually do when you start unlocking some of these skill trees. When you start moving through some of these skill trees, three, four hours in, and I'm just literally, I'd say 90% of the time I'm in dialogue, and it's like I get, I get what you're trying to do. I get you're trying to build the world. I get you're trying to exp- like you're trying to immerse me in the law, but you're trying to do it too fucking quick. You're doing it too aggressively, and these are the key. These are the key moments for a game. The opening act is the key moment for the game. That is the point in which gamers are either in or out. Yeah, and you have potentially just forced get this isn't just a, a general throwaway comment about gamers right this is a comment on society where we are right now because and, and it, it's social media's fault because of social media us as a society our attention spanners have never been shorter and if you can't capture somebody on social media it's like a minute you have a minute to capture somebody and i believe that's actually come down on a game if you can't capture somebody in act one you've lost them they're gone and I'm seeing too many people on Twitter right now talking about how Biomutant have spent four hours and they're not going to go back. And I think that's criminal because the game potentially has so much to offer. And what I will say on the flip side of that, the, the point that brought us to Biomutant in the first place is that I am a trip advisor. I will explore every fucking nook and cranny in a game. I will explore that entire map. If you've made it, I'll explore it. And fuck me. Oh, that world is barren. Beautiful, <laughs> but barren. Much like like 
the the comparison you could make about pff, me beautiful to look at, but by heck, there's not much going on behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't tell everyone your secrets or lack of them. Bloody beautiful, <laughs> but you'll find that if you go digging, you'll find out absolutely nothing. Just nothing. No, it's, I'm it's, sure. No, you, you don't, folks, listeners. You don't want to overturn those rocks. Trust no, me. You absolutely <laughs> don't like. They absolutely don't. There's some skeletons that absolutely <laughs> need to stay in the closet. <laughs> There's some skeletons you're not fucking ready for. <clears throat> so that's. So uh, yeah, don't, don't dare say you're barren. So that's <laughs> you dare. That, that's my thoughts on bio mutant. I am going to go back to it. I want to. I want to try and get into it a bit more. What I'm saying so far, apart from all the fucking dialogue, I'm really liking. I'm liking the feel of it. I'm liking the mechanics. I'm liking the combat. I'm liking the like the the inclusion of sort of like a, um almost a comic esque when shots are hit, like hitting or like a, you hit them with a big melee shot or you've run out of fucking. I'm using a my class at the minute uses a gun, and when it, when he runs out of ammo and I'm still pulling the trigger, it's like click 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 like the words click 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 coming out of the gun and in a like a comic sans style it's just really nice it's really nice i appreciate it i love the the character creation was very very funny and also deep as well which was i wasn't expecting i was expecting some level of really shit character creator but bye fuck me that was that was a deep aesthetically at least that was a very deep character creation tool. I mean, when you had control, right, everything was hunky-dory, it seemed. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you snapped out of control into your dialogue trees for, for God knows how long and how many times, it just did you not... Know, it break, it's, immers- it's immersion breaking, and therefore... Given where, it was, given where it was in the game, it was immersion breaking, it was too soon. It was too know, much you know too soon. Needed? It's missing a codex, right? Because if you look at every game that has deep lore and like yeah. world building, right? Yeah. They tell you enough and say, right, if you want to read more, like, would you like to know more? Would you like, like to know codex? more? That's a fucking and, and brilliant like shout, that. that nice guy, Johnny. That's exactly why I brought you on this show. And That's it, a fucking brilliant it shout. Does, out. It doesn't have a codex. If it had a codex, I think getting through those first hours would be a lot easier. Mm. You know, you can read it up if you want in yeah. your own terms or, or even listen to it as you're exploring. But when you're stuck on, when you're stuck you know, in dialogue, dialogue option, you know, it's a yeah, yeah, no, brilliant shout that, absolutely brilliant shout that. Uh, so that, sir, is I believe that's that's what I've been playing. Unless you can remember something else, I've played. I've played the obligatory Fortnite uh, because yes. I, fucking, all... I can't stop playing Fortnite. I fucking love Fortnite. That is my go-to multiplayer at the minute. Fortnite. Um, it is me as well. I'm enjoying a lot of, um, you know, it's my... I never thought I'd have a competitive multiplayer, a I'm competitive gonna, shooter. I'm going to be honest to jump with into you. To calm neither, down. neither did I. Neither <laughs> did I. Nice Guy Johnny is a gamer, right? I never in my entire life saw you being a Fortnite player. And the other day, uh, I was probably still sitting working at like half eight, nine o'clock. Because fucking adult life reasons. And then all of a sudden, nice guy, Johnny's just pinging his fucking picture messages in the fucking WhatsApp. He's just playing Fortnite solos, getting victory royales, and he's just like, oh, I've won, oh, I've won again, oh, I've won again. And I'm like, what is, what is, who are you? Who is this man? I never in my days saw you being 
a guy who got in from a tough day of work and just went, I'm going to play exactly. some competitive multiplayer. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, I don't know what, what's going on, but there's something about that game. <laughs> something about that fucking game, man, I'm telling you. Something about, about that game. game. <laughs> no, I what a, the other thing we've been playing. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Go, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, no, the, the other thing is we've, we've been flogging ourselves you know, in this sadomasochistic way of playing Rust. Yes. The console. Yeah, it? yeah, that's a good shout as well. I nearly forgot about that. Boy, that, boy, that was uh, that was intense. <laughs> of, uh, and not, not as in lots going on, just as a lot of kind of like every step you took, you got a knock back five. Yeah. <laughs> um, having. So nice guy Johnny, I'll I'll give a little bit on Rust and then you can you can come in. I played Rust on the PC many years ago, so I was I was expecting an experience, and I got that experience. The console is not the same experience as PC now, so it it isn't the build that you're playing on PC that that doesn't exist in the console version. Whether or not it'll catch up, a la Minecraft, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see a day where the console. I, will, I would hope. Uh, I mean, but, I, I struggle to understand why the console edition isn't. Yeah, I, close same. to the PC version at this point. Same. Fair. I agree. Um, but, but yeah, that's my comment. I I enjoyed playing Russell. There was me, you, uh, the new face of Minecraft on Twitch, Princess Nymphetamon. Had a we jumped in. We played a little bit of Rust. We, we, we partied up. We found the same server. We all got on there. Tried to get to grips with it. Um, <laughs> fuck me. It's just, it is the it, it is the social experiment I expected it to be. Exactly. Yes. You know, you kind of, you think you're getting somewhere and then cunts appear. <laughs> a wild, a wild cunt appeared. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking at times. It was, it was heartbreaking at times because... We were getting on these runs where we were like, right, okay. Uh, Princess Nymphetman had, f- had figured out how to do building, so she's busy building a base. So we would had a home base, and then nice guy Johnny's out foraging, and I'm out foraging, and we're getting resources, and we're getting fucking, we're finding stuff lying around in in, in old depots and fucking airports, and you're like, shit, I've got components here. We can actually, we can progress here. We can become. Not only a threat, but a deterrent to stop people trying to kill us. Like, that was the goal. And then you would just get just hijacked. Just hijacked. There'd be people who just turn up and you're like, oh, fuck. And, like, because we were in a party chat, there was we weren't doing any in-game chat. And it was like, right, we need to gauge, we need to gauge where these people are at. And I think the universally accepted, don't fuck with me, I won't fuck with you, in Rust on the console... Is just crouching, crouching, standing up, crouching, standing up. So you've got all these people just teabagging, just teabagging nothing <laughs> at each other. And that was like the universal sign of like, ah, all right, we're not going to fuck with each other. All right, I get you. I get you. But then every now and again, there was somebody who was like, I, I woke up this morning and I chose violence. <laughs> and like, it was just fucking horrible. It was great if you were getting set upon and you managed to fuck them because they didn't realise how well-tooled you were, and then you, you end up just killing loads of people, and you're like, right, well, I'll take all of your shit, and this is yeah, on maybe you. Maybe that's how we play it next time. You maybe know, you it know, is. Just, you know, attack, steal, attack, steal, you know, 
Maybe yeah. that's how they got to where they were going. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's the bandit what we need to take. That will be a couple of bandits. Be them good old bandit boys. <laughs> Although that's probably got other connotations, if I'm honest. <laughs> so there they come again, the bandit boys. <laughs> On Fortnite, we are collectively known as the Bow Boys. So, uh, oh boys, Bow Boys. All right, and uh, we could quite easily transition into the Bandit Boys. As long as we have bows, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh God! It's them Bandit Bow Boys again. Them Bandit Bow Boys. So what's I, I, uh, what's I, your I'm thoughts? Up, I'm I'm up for giving Rust a, a go again, like mm-hmm. just to just to chip away at it and learn because you learn stuff. Yeah. Um, I will say this: getting the, the fucking harvesting tools to begin with, they're just it's just a chore. Aye. You know what I mean? If just if that was just a little quicker, it would just I think make things a lot a bit more bearable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. I think but, it is. It's um, that learning curve. That, I mean, it is. It's the learning curve. It's the early Minecraft learning curve. It's like how the fuck do I build? How the fuck do I build a house? How do I build stone slabs? How do I build X? How do I build Y? And and it's that learning curve which we need to go through all over again with Rust. What I will say though is that you just if you if you just paused and thought like, do I do this? Do I do this? It kind of worked out. Whereas I didn't get that feeling with Daisy. With Daisy, I felt like I, had, if I feel like if I press a button, I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, I've broken my leg. I'm just going to crawl around for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just like, fuck, I fell off a roof. Where it's kind of like, okay, I've got a rock. Can I use this rock to hit this tree? Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. And, and like, things kind of... Logically like, made sense. That yeah, logic, the logic, the logic tree to doing stuff made sense a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Or it was, a you know... It, it wasn't as deep, and I don't mean this in, in a bad, in a derogatory bad term. It wasn't as deep as, let's say, Daisy, where you kind of really have to think sometimes about ripping things in half to get yeah. options to go, go elsewhere. Yeah, which is which is very deep and give makes it flexible, but then you have got no fucking clue where you're going. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think for for what it is, I think logically a lot of the things that it wants you to do make sense. So even if you didn't have the game and manual, if you didn't have the fucking the move list, you could still figure some shit out. Like I have a rock. If I hit exactly like in real life, if I hit a rock off a tree, could I like could I splinter that tree? And then eventually you'll use a rock to knock the tree down, and you're like, oh, I've got tree. Now I've got wood. Now I've got a rock and some wood. What if I was to take this and combine them? Could I make a, a stone tool? Yeah, you could. It's like it's base level logic applies in Rust. What I get what you mean with DZ. DZ, it's like I've got some material. I need to rip it. Now I need to hold it in a hand. Now I need to hold something else in the other hand. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking aye. So I, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Have um, just um, with Russ, just a faster way to a sleeping bag so you can have a spawn point. Yes, would be make it a lot less frustrating. Yeah, I know it's probably an element of the game. They went that's that's survival. Mm-hmm. Fucking deal with it. And, and it, maybe we're right. Stealing one might just be the option. <laughs> it leans it leans well into the social experiment side of things, which I think all these games are. Because if we'd built that base and then logged off, like, well, you know for a fact, we were running around other people's bases and we were trying to smash their door in. 
Like, like, is there anybody near this base? No. Right, let's smash the door in. <laughs> let's see if they've got anything we're going to have. So that will happen. We will build a base. Yeah. It will get raided. And it comes down to, like, how big do you want to build your base? You need to build, Essentially, you need to build a base that is so fucking well protected it will withstand 24 hours of people trying to knock uh, its door yeah. in. That's the level of base you want. If you're going to play Rust... Like, seriously, if you were going to adopt Rust as the game that you're going to be playing right now, like, the base building element is more important than anything because these people will raid you. We got raided while I was still online. I, literally, I was like, right, I'm going to nip downstairs and grab a bite of... Uh, I want to grab a couple of slices of pizza. I'm just going to crouch in the corner of the house. The door was shut. The door was locked. Everything was hunky-dory. We had the fucking the the case there and it was like right if you put so much wood in your base is protected for x number of hours everything looked good by the time i'd eaten two slices of pizza and came back i was dead somebody had bust yeah. into the house killed everybody in it everybody in that house was afk by the way they'd bust into the house killed all the afk players raided it and fucked off and i'd spawned somewhere several miles away so it, it, it is what it's rust I want to play more of it. I want to play more of it. I want to. I want to Certainly have a decent. Yes, I want to have a, a decent base. I want to unlock some fucking firearms. I want to craft. I want the ability to craft firearms. I want. I, I do. I want to be a menace on Rust. I want to be the menace say, that other people were to me. I say we start on another server with less people in. <laughs> that's let, a, and that's a population grow. Yeah, that's a great idea, and also. Definitely, just early days, the first thing you do when you get on the server is just run like fuck. Just find somewhere on that map where you look around and you can't see anybody else building the base. It might be it might be out of the way of like all the main areas with the vendor machines and stuff, but at the end of the day, if that saves you getting raided, that's an absolute bonus in my eyes. That's my tip for Rust. Hide yep. your damn base. <laughs> Hide your base. Hide your base. Right. So we have spent half an hour talking about what we've been playing. I think we need to get into the choice cuts here. Well, let's do it. We have some absolute meaty morsels to get into. So uh, hit us with them. Producer of the show, I, Nice Guy Johnny. We were talking about the summer of gaming. So I think we should start off with what presentations we've been watching recently. Yep. So we neither go... We can go in chronological. We can go Dying Light first. We'll do Dying Light. We'll do Dying Light. Dying Light. What was it? Dying Light. Stay human. Dying Light Two. Stay human. Yeah. yeah. Dying Light Two. Stay human. Thoughts. Um, as a person who didn't really play Dying Light One, um, I can't really comment a lot of it. What I will say is that the zombie <laughs> game refuses to die. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy, Johnny. The Punisher. It, I mean, it it doesn't go away, does it? I mean, this no. this genre is being flogged and flogged, but it doesn't go away. But every now and again, something like Back for Blood happens. Mm. Something like Dying Light happens. Dying Light One is a brilliant zombie game, mm. and I and I think the way it was just like, looking at the gameplay mechanics of it and a whole like it's a uh, joyous melee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um aesthetic to it and actual mechanics 
is the kind of game changer for, from what what I'm looking at it. It looks like a fucking fun game, yeah. <laughs> just to hack and slash, compared to let's say what um what was the other one called? Dead Island. Ah, uh, Dead Island. Yeah. Uh, there's a there is a link there between the two though, and it escapes me right now. We'll 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 pick it up later, but um. Yeah, Dead Island. Also, Dead Island was a fucking brilliant game. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I just I am a sucker for a zombie game. Dead Island, I really enjoyed. Dying Light, Dying Light was Dead Island with parkour. Well, yes, <laughs> uh, that's that's what Dying Light was. Dead Island was fucking brilliant. Uh, Dying Light was also very very good. And the the two things that Dying Light did, which not nobody else was, do- I say nobody else was doing. People were doing it, but they hadn't mashed the two together. There was the element of crafting, which Dying Light, uh, which Dead Island had, but there was also the parkour, which Mirror's Edge had, first-person yep. parkour, and then there was the element of fucking get ready to just batten down the hatches when nighttime happens, because at nighttime shit gets worse, and I'd like to see Minecraft, Seven Days to Die. There's a few games that have got that hook. State of Decay mm-hmm. is another one. Uh, yeah. night, nighttime zombies are more dangerous than daytime zombies the nighttime is something to be feared and that is a, a base primal instinct in humans going back to the fucking epigenetics of fucking saber toothed tigers ripping you out of a cave in the middle of the, in the dead of night like there's a reason we fear nighttime and games that lean into that that it's it works well and Dying Light did it very well and what I want to say touching on that on this presentation there was some parts of this presentation that really fucking captured my interest. One of them was the faction side of it, which I think is a, a brilliant way of changing the game for, so you you and somebody else can have an entirely different experience playing the same game depending on which factions you align yourself with. Not a yep. new concept, but if done well, a very good concept. And this one, Dying Light 2 looks like it's nailing it from that presentation. The second part of the presentation that I really fucking enjoyed seeing is that it gave you an incentive to be out at night because there was a bit in that presentation where I talked about how the nests would empty out because all poured into the fucking street to eat everybody who was left. But the nests were high-value loot, and that is a gameplay loop that I can fully fucking get behind. So it gives you a reason not only to get out at the night time when you know it's more dangerous, but it, it's... There's a fucking huge risk, but huge reward. Uh, that is a gameplay loop that I am 100% behind. A reason to be out at nighttime, because Minecraft, at nighttime, all the shit, all the fucking monsters and that come out, you just go to bed and it's done. There's no incentive to be out at nighttime. Do you know what I mean? The seven days to die, no incentive. Uh, survive, yeah, just survive. Just uh, survive. <laughs> There's an actual incentive here. All right, you could... I don't know if they're going to put a sleep mechanic in so you can get back to home base and sleep so you don't have to survive the night, a la seven days to die. But I've said that twice. I feel like Allah is my new thing. Ella, hello, Ella. The, um, the idea of actually saying, all right, I could just sleep this night off and I don't have to face the horrors that they've built where the difficulty level spikes and the zombies are a different beast and all these mutations and evolutions of the zombie are prowling the streets. But I can get some fucking loot if I hit these nests. 
not as long just, as the loop's worth it. Yeah, not just any loop, but the way they played it in in that that presentation was like high value loot, and that is a gameplay loop that will get me. That will that'll be the thing that's like right by day, the game becomes less about like do all the the mission stuff during the day and then survive the night. It becomes more about do all the loot during the day so I'm well equipped for the night because I'm absolutely going out to hit this high value loot. That's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So the Dying Light 2 presentation impressed me. Yet again. I mean, I didn't... Go on. Yet again. I mean, we saw the first one. The first Dying Light 2 trailer where it showed you like the evolution of, of what happened since Dying Light when people had returned to like medieval roots almost and it was... It, it, law of the land had devolved back to its medieval ways and they, they showed the first sort of glimpses of the factions and things like that. I thought, yeah, that's I'm on, I was on board then and haven't played and fucking loved Dying Light the first time <clears> round. <throat> like, I was already on board. So this was a great presentation for me. What about, what about yourself? They've obviously taken the approach that it's not Dying Light 2 isn't just going to be a more polished version of Dying Light One, yeah, very much like what State of Decay was. Yes, State of Decay Two over State of Decay One. Yes, it was just a highly polished version of the same game with multiplayer. That was it with multiplayer. Yeah. Whereas in in this one, it looks like they're right, right. You know, there's an there's an evolution to it. It's kind of like you played Dying Light One. Now Dying Light Two, you know, shit has gone on. Mm-hmm. You know, society has gone this direction. So you're now you you're not playing. You know. A direct sequel in terms of it's the next day, so to speak. It's the next evolution of what would happen, and the factions arriving, and the, yeah. and what else do you put into? Just like if you want to survive, you're going to have to go in, out at night to do stuff. Yeah, but they've obviously tried to be progressive in that sense, rather than just saying, "Here's more of the same. We're just going to execute it better." Yeah, we're just going to polish which, it better. Which, which which works does work because mm-hmm. State of the Kid Two is an improvement over State of the Kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you can, that's the choices you go to you either go I'm going to make exactly the same but just polish the fuck out of it because it was a winning formula or I'm going to be bold and change it and you know I'm all for being bold you know I hope the things land because mm-hmm. that's where that's where the risk comes in yeah but if, if you know, high risk high reward yes like you said <clears throat> no I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to that one uh, another another presentation we had was uh, Sonic now I, I I will admit I wasn't really switched on to the Sonic presentation. It's not something that does it for me. Um, I did like Sonic back in the day. I was always more of a Mario fan, if I'm honest. Sonic and Tails, I really got involved in that for a brief window. I recognize I recognize Sonic as an like. A legacy character in the in the realm of video games. I recognise him as a Hall of Famer, <laughs> and I appreciate everything he did. And I haven't played Sonic like when I was a, like child. All the Sonic games I've played, I, I I know what Sonic did for gaming, but at the same time, I also just didn't really fucking care. Like, just, you know what I mean? You didn't relate. You I didn't just, relate. It's just at the time, I wasn't the, I wasn't the fastest man alive. You know, so I, I couldn't relate to him. <laughs> but no, I, 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 I know the presentation happened and I know we've had teasers of brand new Sonic games coming in 2022, which I, I don't fully understand if that's a, 
a full game coming in 2022. Nice guy, Johnny. I don't know if you've got more that you can chip in on this, but... I was a bit confused as well, because depending on which dirt sheet you look at, mm-hmm. you know, one is backing saying, you know, basically it's like almost a nostalgic trip, you know, of remastering a lot of game, lot of games and bringing back, like, you know, almost getting a, so- a remastered Sonic collection mm-hmm. of, of games gone by. Whereas, like, let's say the more... The non-specialist um, news articles... Like whether it be in like Metro or Sky News and things like that, are going with it saying, oh, we've got a brand new Sonic game, 3D Sonic game coming in 2022. Yeah, the, the, non, I... the non-gaming outlets where it is, a, it is a news outlet more than it is a gaming outlet. They're the ones who seem to be picking up on this new game stuff, which in itself, I think, detracts <laughs> greatly because I don't... I'd imagine you're probably hiring... Saying that, Jason Schreier works for Bloomberg. So, yeah, I don't know. I was... Here's my thought. Here's my thought, right? You know, exactly what you were saying, right? You know, in terms of Mario, let's say, look at, like, like you know, Sonic's counterpart in, from Nintendo, yeah, when yeah. used to be rivals and stuff. Mario's had some proper core games come out mm-hmm. relatively recently. Odd- Sonic Odyssey. hasn't had... Odyssey yeah, Sonic hasn't had the equivalent of Odyssey or anything like that. Well, since... Sonic Sonic had Mania recently, which was <sighs> heralded as the best Sonic game for generations, Sonic Mania. It was true to its roots. Uh, and Sonic Mania got a lot of a lot of good press for what that game managed to achieve. But for every Sonic Mania, there was 37 really bad Sonic games. But here's the thing, unless that Sonic Mania is said, right, justified, does the world want a full-on, you know, Mario Odyssey to respect mm-hmm. Sonic game? And I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly think I know, as as popular as Sonic was, he's still a tear down compared to Mario. That's my opinion. And Fuck I was, it, and I was a Sega, Sega Drive owner. Hell nice never, guy, Johnny. Jesus never, I never had a Nintendo and stuff like that, but that, that, that's where it is. You know what I mean? Nice guy, Johnny's hot takes. Uh, I see what you mean. I see what I will say is uh, the analogy I would use is that, um, probably uh, a fair few year ago now, I will say that, but at one point, the football team Sunderland AFC were in the same league as Chelsea and Manchester United. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are equal. However, they are both in the top league. And that is what oh, I yeah, say yeah. is Mario and Sonic. Mario and Sonic oh, are yeah. in the, the fucking the premiership, but Mario's like top six. Sonic's probably top ten. Maybe. I'll agree with that. Yeah. What I will say though is Sonic has had a much better movie outing experience than Mario has. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And Me and Bob Hoskins would disagree with you, sir. Oh, do, do do not do not talk about that film with me present <laughs> ever. Right? You know my t- you know my take on movie game adaptations, but I I admit you know from I have you know Sonic seemed to hit the nail on the head of what it was trying to be, and. It's getting it's getting its sequel as well. So here's another thing: will it tie in with a Sonic game and a Sonic this this new film Sonic that game comes out potentially? In 2022? Potentially, 
Potentially. I always thought Knuckles was a fucking absolutely mint character. One thing thing Sonic did well was created really good core characters. Mario also had it. Obviously, Mario, Luigi, Peach, fucking... uh, um, What were they called? Goombas. Bowser. Bowser. Like, they had... Mario got a good set of core characters. Sonic also had a fucking great set of core characters. And also, I really appreciate what Sonic did later in its lifetime when it was just like, Dragon Ball Z did this thing like where people have got yellow hair, so why don't we make a Super Saiyan hedgehog? Like, I really fucking enjoyed that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And and I will say, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games is a fucking joyous game to play. Yeah, it is. That's that's fun for the sake of fucking having fun. That game, like, I enjoy that. Exactly. Game. Exactly. Unadulterated fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's Sonic boxed off. Uh, I say boxed off. I don't really fully know, but I appreciate. I appreciate Sonic might be getting more love these days, which is good. I want to see. I want to see more success Nostalgia stories. Yeah, I yeah. want to see more success stories. I want to see more Sonic Mania. Mario cannot have a bad game. Nintendo can't miss with Mario. Every Mario game is a fucking great Mario game. And I'm I'm waiting for somebody to correct us on that. Sonic has had some bad games, and I think that's harmed him. I want to see Sonic celebrated. I want to see I want to see Sonic get like. If he's gonna keep churning out games, they need to be fucking top tier. We need to undo the damage that bad Sonic games did. So that was Sonic boxed off, and obviously the last one, the more recent one, last night's presentation the playstation state of play on horizon forbidden west nice guy johnny thoughts i thought this looked stunning yeah i thought it looked stunning which i expected it to do so given um it's it's you know playstation 5 current gen um yes it was presentation but no it's captured on the on the ps5 i've saw some comments saying you know well you've got to be careful look at the whole going back to the whole no man's sky thing and mm-hmm. you know what you see now is what you get but i think that was a turning point in how you do presentations that and colonial marines <laughs> it's just <laughs> like enough. you have to show a fucking game that that will look like it's going to look uh, i think i think killzone 2 killzone 2 was probably the first one to do that shockingly also guerrilla games uh, Killzone 2 was the first game that was like coming to PlayStation 3, I think it was. And then it used like a PC demo that was rendered on PC and stuff like that. And the the final product did not look anything like that. But we've had that Killzone 2 did it famously. No Man's Sky did it famously. Um, what was the other one that you mentioned? Colonial Marines. Colonial Marines. Colonial Marines. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I... I, I, I Here's my thing. There was a, there was a bit of the the thing when I I was just looking at the beauty of it, and there's a bit of the un, of an underwater section. Mm-hmm. And the the bit that no, it was Aloy's hair it underwater. I was like that. That's fucking stunning. That's incredible. And it just it was deep. Just that detail. You know what I mean? That you know just lifts you and go. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Doesn't probably doesn't change the gameplay in the slightest. But it was just that it was going for aesthetics. It was going for look. Clearly. Um, during I, this presentation, I don't want to be that guy, right? But somebody you're going to be. Aren't somebody you? has to. Somebody has Go to. On, I fully agree with you that I think the game looked absolutely stunning. 
I think Horizon um, Zero Dawn looked fucking stunning anyway. I fully expected the game to look incredible, and it did. You commented on Aloy's hair there. I will say this. I feel like Aloy's hair in that demo was like fucking Davy Jones fucking squid face. Like it was just moving for the sake of moving at some points. And I was like, <laughs> all right, you've nailed, you've nailed fluid hair physics, but like, let's tone it down a bit. I don't need Davy Jones squid face head. Like I hair was just alive at some points for no fucking reason at all. And I was like, oh, like I hate when people do that. Like, yeah, you've nailed it. But let's is the, hang on. Is this an effect because I told you to look out for the hair, so you didn't take your eyes off the hair for the entire fourteen minutes? Potentially, <laughs> potentially. I think the <laughs> this new game that's coming out called Horizon fucking Aloy's hair looks absolutely class. Fourteen minutes of Davy Jones fucking squid face hair. No, I uh, I thought I thought it looked great. I thought the character model of Aloy had changed somewhat. Um. The rounded her out a bit. Her face was a bit rounder. She had a few more freckles or something. So I can see what they're doing. They're trying to say like, oh, "Look at this. Look what we can do here. Look how look how look how better we are at creating character models." When I, in actuality, the the PS4 version looked fucking stunning anyway. Uh, I think it looks great. I think it looks fucking great. I do. I've just. I think I've set myself up for a fall here because I don't know why I expected it to look better than it does. And that's not to say it doesn't look incredible because it does. I think I think we're putting... Because there's been slim, slim pickings for the current gen now. Yeah. And we're expecting things to look glorious when mm-hmm. we should temper mm-hmm. that down because we've had this good discussion a few, good few times looking at, you know... GTA 4 versus 5, yeah. Metal Gear 4 versus 5 yeah. on the same console. They're, they're cycles and cycles apart of looking mm-hmm. at what, what, what the hardware, what the software can eventually do on the hardware. Yeah. And we're so early on still. I, I fully agree. Um, we're probably going to touch upon this, definitely, of, of the comments. I haven't seen the comments, but you did. And you know, the, the internet was set alight about this running in. 30 frames per second? Yeah, 30 FPS. This is... I believe it might have been the last episode. I asked the question, when do we get to the point... Where do we get to the tipping point when we start making games for the PS5 and and fucking porting down instead of making games for PS4 and porting up? And I acknowledge that the PS4 has done fucking gangbusters and you can't alienate that audience. There's so many millions of those fuckers out in the wild. You have to put your flagship titles on there right now because we are even though we're calling this now the current gen ps5 series x series s we're calling the current gen now but we're very much still in the transitional period and you don't want to leave money on the table for 50 odd million ps4s out in the wild possibly more i cannot remember off the top of my head so i get i get what they're doing but like uh, i think i just got swept up i got swept up in the promises of what the next gen was going to be with like we don't have to choose between performance and resolution because we get the best of both worlds exactly and that that that's pissing me off as well it's kind of just like do you want to run this in performance or 
Yeah. Sorry, what, you know, quality Re- mode. Quality, like for resolution. And it just, it, yeah, and it was just, it's just a, like, I, it, it's that it, we shouldn't have to make that choice, but nah. it's because of how the software has been developed, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it will change once, once there are more of these machines out the wild and it becomes the dominant, and he said strain there, but you know, the, the dominant <laughs> oh, machine market, market, that's the, um, that's when the software will follow. But you're mm-hmm. right at the moment to monetize it, it has to cover all bases. Mm-hmm. Um, you're at a, you're selling PS5 at a loss. If you're Jim Ryan sitting there with your, your PlayStation pulse headset on absolutely fucking living the brand. And then you look and you think, right, PS5, we're selling them at a loss. We're not predicted to break even on PS5 console on hardware until July. Uh, that's that's forecasted, breaking even on, on hardware. Do we either take the hit for another couple of months or do we just, hang on a minute, what's, what's this? I've already got in my pocket. A user base of 40-odd to 50-odd million players? Absolutely, I'm going to fucking monetize these. Like, you can see why they're doing it, but uh, it, it ends up in a position like this where you've got the internet in absolute fucking just up in arms over 30 frames a second. And I will say this 30 frames a second. As a console player, up until PS5, up until Xbox Series well, Xbox One X, I believe, was the first game I played in uh, 60 frames. I, I could be... Yeah, it was. It was. Xbox One X, I think, is the first chance we got as a console to differentiate between quality and performance. Or the, uh, Did the PS4 Pro also have some... I think the PS4 Pro also had some games like that. So anyway, that was the mid-generational shift where we got that level of choice. Up until then, I played games in 30 frames a second. And every fucking game I played in 30 frames a second because I knew nothing else was fucking superb. Exactly, yes. Now that I know what 60 frames a second looks and feels like, I'll always choose frame rate over resolution. Always. But that's not to say 30 frames a second's bad. That's to say 60 frames a second is better. Do you know what I mean? Well, here's the thing, and before, like, way back when, when Horizon was first starting its development, right? Mm-hmm. That's a choice that's been made. We're going quality over performance. Yeah. Right? But now, given how, like you said, we've, you know, we've experienced games in performance mode and going, you know what? I can take a locked resolution as long as I get, you know, a locked high frame rate. As long as I get buttery smooth 60 frames a second. And, and and that's clearly been, given the outrage from the internet here, that's clearly, clearly the way it's going. Yeah. And so you could argue that, well, the developers here have gorilla backed the wrong horse in that sense. Mm. And this is, you know, what do you call it? Um, Xbox was saying at Microsoft, that's why they released the, yeah, the Series S in some respect, because <laughs> they know there'll be gamers that want to prioritise performance. Over frame rate. Uh, over, over, yeah, over, over everything else. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is a, an issue of being a cross-generational game where they've had to make a decision. We're going to go quality over performance. Yeah. And that's it. So, yeah. and if, if you know, you, you hope that isn't it's being all, be all and end all. Yeah. Or, you know, no, could, get, could not releasing the game in 60 frames per second kill a game these days? 
Well, if the internet this morning was anything to fucking be believed, yes. <laughs> if that was anything the, to go he, by, absolutely fucking lovely. And the other thing, we're you know, talking about, we were talking about dying like two. There's something in my mind here with Horizon that the, the, the way it's going to take here is that it's going to be almost very similar. We're just going to polish things up a bit. Now there'll be some new mechanics and new gadgets, obviously. You know, a la, well, like the the Bat- the Arkham series. I believe I believe stuff. nice guy Johnny's just used the term Allah as well. That's uh, it's it's an earworm. There you go. You're welcome. I wanna I want anybody out there who uses the words Allah in the next uh, not like they're the god, but like the French term. I mean, if you use the words Allah as in uh, Allah Minecraft or Allah fucking dying light. I want you to get in touch and just say, fuck you, franchise. You, you, fuck you and your earworms. Carry on, Johnny. What, what was that? <laughs> I don't, I, you know, the, they're obviously going to introduce some mechanics, but is it? I don't think it's going to be a ground, a, a seismic shift away from what Zero Dawn was. No. No. Zero Dawn was already a, a, a close to fucking perfect game in my eyes. It exactly. probably exactly. was a perfect game in my eyes. I don't expect... Uh, Forbidden West to be any different I like the fact that they've been bold enough to go right now we're adding some sort of grappling hook mechanic yep I'll take it we're adding a glider to prevent fall damage from a great height yeah I'll take it, it all looks really cool how are you going to explain those things to me after I've experienced Zero Dawn Um, I'm looking forward to finding out why she's now got grappling hooks and uh, fucking Fortnite hologram gliders, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 all for. It. I think it looked stunning. I I I don't think it looked bad at thirty frames a second at all. I think it's going to be a great game, and I can't wait for it. It's a hopefully another seventy plus hour experience for me, uh, and I hope I can turn. I hope there's a slider in the sentence for Aloy's crazy Davy Jones beard head. That's what I hope, because I want to turn that shit down. It's like a hair's having a fucking party made out of electricity on the back of her head. Just because they can. Also, the final comment I just want to make on this game is uh, that game's not coming out this year. That's 2022. If you were going to put that game out this year, you would have put a release date in that trailer. It's true. That is true. That game is not coming out this year. I am. I, 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 I am hopefully I on air as well. Yeah, I am hopefully like, going to be proven wrong here. But that game's not coming out this year. I'll tell you what else is not coming out this year. God of War Ragnarok, which I believe no. is now the official title because it's been leaked as part of a fucking presentation of some some presentation or other for either Summer Game Fest or one of the Sony um, decks had a lot of. First party, first party games on there, and God of War Ragnarok was on there. Like it, literally, the logo for God of War Ragnarok, which I believe I've already told you is definitely not coming out this year. Uh, that's not coming out. This I, year. I, I, I'm, I'm conceded it's not coming out this year. I always thought it would be this year. It's a holiday, but no, it's not. If if Horizon hasn't got a release date, then God of War is nowhere near. No, nah, it's not. That them two games are twenty twenty two, for me. Yeah, uh, that's and I'm I'm quite happy to be proven wrong because it just means I'll get to play two fucking exceptional, undoubtedly, p- 
perfect games earlier, but I have, I'm rarely wrong. Do you know what I mean? And when I say rarely, I mean never. <laughs> never. Right, let's push on, sir, because we are rapidly um, pushing the time, yep. and we've still got a lot of things to cover. Let's fly so through I'm gonna them. Go, let's be quick fire. So another news that last week we didn't pick up on, that um, one of my gl- glorious all-time favorite games is getting a revival. So Free Radical Design has officially reformed and looks like there's a new Time Splitters game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I passed this comment to you, right? If somebody says the word Time Splitters to me, automatically I'm like, oh, fuck, Time Splitters was such a fucking good game. But then if I really dig into it, I don't remember a fucking thing about it. I just remember it being a fucking great game. And I remember being in your mum's house many, many years ago. And we would play split screen time splitters, co- um, com- like deathmatch. Deathmatch, yeah. yeah. And then this this was the thing. It's kind of, it was the, it was, was it a, was it a launch title for the PS2? Or a very early title for the PS2. And I remember us like getting it, just like, well, what is this? You know what I mean? Something new. What what's it gonna be like? And then kind of jumping into it, just like, holy fuck, this is so cool. And like we had this discussion off offline. It was about, you know, in terms of the aesthetic, you know, the spiritual successes of these games now, you could argue Fortnite and Apex to some respect. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. all that kind of aesthetic to time splitters yeah. in some respect. Yeah. I think so. Definitely. You know De- there's definitely shades of it in both. More so Apex, I think. But I see what yeah, I see what you mean. It's given because Apex is is a is a first person. But I, I just the just the feel, you know what I mean? It, it was just that, you know you now people will call it cartoony, but to me it's just that, you know fantasy type of or I I can't put me like retro art deco kind of character model <laughs> in some respect. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. But I'm you know Things like this always worry me because you know it, it, it's like yes, it could be cool, but like it's like what they did with them when they remade Goldeneye. It was never the same. True. And things that it was, it's like will will the spirit be lost, maintained or lost? But then you said, imagine a battle royale with time splitters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if time splitters is going to come back, absolutely fucking let. Let that be the new battle royale, a time splitters battle royale. I remember that. Like I remember the competitive multiplayer element of it from my childhood, and I remember it being fucking incredible. I don't remember anything of the campaigns, uh, but yeah, let's let's have it. Let's have a time splitters battle royale, people. Fucking and let's let the power of the internet. People have been the the head of steam that the discussion of time splitters has built up over the past couple of years is in no way uh, a small part of the reason that that game's getting brought back. So it's it's the power of the internet. Exactly. And uh, no, I, I, most all positive from that yeah. knowledge. So, all right, We're a couple of years out. We're a couple of years out. Oh, so yes. Let's, yes. let's see what Time Splitters looks like in 2024 at the earliest at this point, I think. I mean, they've only um, just... Although, say that, Kojima, <laughs> Kojima turned Death Stranding around in about four weeks, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, it made it feel like it did. It, wasn't. it was quite from from announcement to when it actually came was actually longer than we we think it was. I seem to think like that Death Stranding thing. I know going off fucking topic here. Like I seem to remember the whole Death Stranding thing was like I'd saw several trailers and three hours of gameplay footage, and then the headline came out that Kojima had finally chosen the engine he was going to build the game in. And I was like, this makes no sense in my head anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like I watched that video of the whole Norman Reedus thing on the beach with all this thing, and it was just Uh like, hang on, hasn't hasn't, um, Silent Hills just been (laughs) cancelled? Where the fuck did this come from? So it was kind of... It was almost like Kojima, just like, lads, let's get all round. We're going to do something this weekend just to prove and, uh, and yeah. set the world, the internet alight. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, um, what's next? Pro reveal before E3, question mark. So, the, I mean, the rumoured, wait there, I feel like one of us, one of us, I think it was probably you. You know, like, for every time that you said people were sleeping <laughs> on Biomutant, I also think yeah, you said... Uh, Switch Pro was absolutely going to be a thing. Uh, I think so. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think it was adamant that it was definitely a thing coming. I, I even feel though, like that was probably you. I feel like it was probably even though you. like all facts are saying it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, turns out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, turns out there's a, there's been a rather fucking huge leak right now. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me. What time is it in Japan right now? Because all the rumors said that we were getting the rumours of Switch Pro today. The announcement of Switch Pro today. Almost 4, 4 a.m. in the morning. In 4 a.m. in the morning. 4 a.m. Sorry, 4, in Japan. 4 a.m. in the morning. So <laughs> just, listen, just to be clear. <laughs> listen, there's, there's, fucking, there's every possibility that this, by this time tomorrow, Switch Pro will have 100% been announced. Because that's that's all the rumours rather credible as saying they're gonna announce it before before the Xbox Bethesda, before PlayStation 2, there's Nintendo were gonna swoop in and finally announce the Switch Pro, which allegedly announced now and it's not coming out immediately, but it's coming out somewhere around September time. Um because they don't have the same components that the current gen are fighting for, so there's no component shortage. In a world where semiconductors allegedly dictate fucking the industry and, and who can <laughs> who can build what in every fucking industry, the Nintendo Switch Pro, or as I want to call it, the Super Nintendo Switch, they're just gonna just announce it in May and have it launched in September. Like what, what what world is this? What world is this? Well, well, they've obviously been planning this for a while, but I'll believe it when it happens. We'll have a chat tomorrow, sir. So. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, if you listen to this podcast today on the 28th of May, Friday the 20th of May, or if you listen to this podcast very early on... No, it might be too late. If you listen to it Saturday morning, it might have already happened. It might be too late. <laughs> switch... oh, we're going to have to rec- record like an appendix, appendix just to stick on it. If, I'll tell you what, like... We might have to do a we might have to do a bonus episode of this. We've got a lot of presentations. We've got we have to talk. We've got a lot of presentations coming up that we should absolutely do live streams of, by the way, and do like watch alongs. We we do really it. should. Let's do it. Right. Uh so yes, yeah, Switch Pro is coming. Expect news 
any minute now. <laughs> it's still half Deep as of recording. It's still half four in the morning in Japan. So when all them fuckers wake up, get ready because they're coming. They're swinging for the fences today with Switch Pro news. Which I said um, fucking months ago was happening, but nice guy Johnny wouldn't bastard believers. And yet again, franchise hashtag franchise was right. So it hasn't happened yet. It has not happened yet. <laughs> I can't fucking wait that happens and I can just tweet it at you, just rub it in publicly. <laughs> What's next on the list, Johnny? What's next on the docket? Um, oh, just change. Well, not change it. I go and talk about streaming and stuff like that. Um, news that last week we didn't get to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Obviously, we've got the whole debate about uh, hot tub streamers, yeah, and things, and, and the whole fura, whether you're against it, whatever. You know, I think what people can do, it's completely up to them. You know, it's 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 on Twitch here about policies, but um, uh, what's her name? Sorry, Amaranth. Twitch's most Amaranth. Thank you very much. Has had her advertising revenue pulled by Twitch yes. because it what? What was the excuse? Uh, is not advertiser friendly. Her yeah. content is not advertiser friendly. Yeah. And I, I I feel in this case because you know in terms of like she's worked within the policies, uh, however grey on in black, non black and white they might have been. She's exploited the policies. Exploited, let's say. But you know, everyone loopholes are loopholes. Yeah. Whatever. Very true. But what I always find from Twitch's point of view is that they always tend to. The way they handle things is by either make, trying to make an example of the biggest or one of the bigger personalities, mm-hmm. and then kind of saying, "Right, we'll just tighten up the policy and make it clear of what what's in and what's out, and stand by something." They kind of just said, "Ah, oh, well, we'll just we'll just throw you know hang it around this person's neck, yeah, and and hopefully other people will see this and react and follow suit," which happens never. <laughs> nah. Nah, the hot tub meta is still very much a thing. Amaranth is still streaming from a hot tub. I caught a little bit of Amaranth stream yesterday and she was just streaming Just Dance from a hot tub. She was playing Just Dance in a bikini, doing all these sexy dances in a hot tub. So here's, here's my thoughts on this, right? And I will say this, I am conflicted. Uh, in, in, one, in one part of us, I think you should be able to exploit any loopholes you want and you make the content you want. And as long as nobody's getting hurt, do what the fuck you want. Nobody's getting hurt here, so crack on, do what you want. But then I'm conflicted because Twitch is a Twitch is a gaming channel. Like, that's where Twitch was born. And I know we have Just Chatting. Just Chatting is a very popular thing now. It's one of the biggest fucking... Um, sectors on twitch they're just chatting and we do podcasts on twitch for fuck's sake like twitch is in the midst of evolving beyond a gaming platform it's a platform uh, it's a platform, platform that started with games yeah it's, it's a platform all the same. it's becoming just a, a platform for creators it just so happens to be that the lion share of them are gamers so i, I just think like if you want to do this is there not other? Is there not other platforms that were built for this purpose? Uh, it it's a hard one. It's a hard one. It is, and you're like, yeah, do what you want to do, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, like, 
the, the other thing is, right, you're, monetiz- you're monetizing and going after, you know, the like the gaming community in that sense. You know what I mean? Because, you know, yeah. Yeah, I... everyone has their vices and everyone has their fetishes, right? And this type of character that you can play and these kind of things does align to what some... Let's say I'm not going to say you know, but teenagers and things like that, you know, where, mm-hmm, where um, mm-hmm. hormones are running rife, and then that this is the this is the the grey area part is kind of what who's getting exposed to what, yeah. In terms of this is where Twitch need to kind of tie up exactly what they want it to be, and the, then it gets into politics of how liberal or conservative you are, which we're not going to go into. No, but that's the whole that that's the argument here, and that and that's what you know if advertisement advertisement runs the roost. Right. Yes. But, but it still does, and it still counts for a lot of stuff. How you do things, but things go more and more to a subscription model. You know what I mean? So, Aye. it's kind of that advertisers are worried because people aren't buying their products. Instead, people are paying for a subscription to get something. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's moving into service industry rather than. What I find advertisers fucking hate this. Yeah. What I find <laughs> funny is that whereas I am conflicted about this, uh, and I'm probably conflicted about it, and I'll own it. I will own this. I am conflicted about it because Amaranth, in her own right, is a good gamer. However, she's also a very attractive young woman with a great fucking body. And she is exploiting. At this point, she just might as well not bother touching games. She might as well just be sitting there in a hot tub, right, wearing a bikini and just exploiting loopholes to get cash from. I don't know. Yeah, I can't do that. And I'm well aware that the men who succeed on Twitch far outnumber the women who succeed on Twitch. I am aware of that, and I'm owning it. I'm owning it. I know it's an issue in my head. Of do I? Is it? Yeah, I think it's jealousy. I think it's jealousy okay. that she's succeeding and I'm not, and I'm trying my fucking hardest. And then it's like, oh, all you have to do is have a really good body. Oh, she's not. She's not looking like she's been exceptional at games. Like I'm not going to say she's not entertaining. But is she as entertaining as she is fucking hot? No. So the, I'm at least I'm owning this. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm owning this. I'm owning this. That 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 is a non-issue. That is an ego-driven issue, and I get it. And I get that women don't succeed on this platform. I get it. And if you can lean on anything that is advantageous to you, fucking hell, I would do it. As I would absolutely as- do it. As long as you're exploiting the system and not being exploited by the system, that's the thing. Because there's other platforms where people like this are exploited by whatever the platform or slash employer is. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And that that's that's the difference. She's she's fully in control, it seems, about what she wants to do. Yeah. Where in on the flip side of other things, p- people might not be. And that's yeah. where it gets dangerous. Aye. And the other thing that I find fucking and hilarious... That's, that's where you want to be looking at to make sure that those people are okay yeah. rather than here, where we've just targeted this person mm-hmm. because she's being successful. That's what it is. 
this person's been targeted for being successful. Yeah. The the other thing I find hilarious is that uh, Twitch, uh, the, the the community, there was a there was an uproar about Hot Tub Matter. Uh, there was some of the biggest names on the platform who've been here since fucking day one, who are very much in the camp that Twitch is a platform for gaming and gamers. And they've come out and said, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Seriously? This is what we're allowing on this platform now? And these are the OGs. These are the OGs. This is the likes of your XQCs, right? They, uh, XQC is one of the biggest names on the entire fucking platform. Been doing it for fucking years. Uh, uh, he's, he's top tier. And XQC is coming out in, in saying, like, what the fuck's this hot tub matter? Nothing gets done about it. Twitch come out and say, well, you know, they're, they're within the terms of service. Uh, it's allowed. And they say nothing more of it until the advertisers are like, no, stop this. It's like, yep, immediately. Yep, we will stop that immediately. So they're letting that do it, but they're just like, nah, we'll just make sure with that. Here's where it gets fucking grey though, and this is a really fucking difficult topic to get into when we're trying to keep it short. If advertisers are turning around and saying, I don't fucking like that my brand might be associated with her, step one is to go, alright, no worries, we'll just not show any ads on our channel whatsoever, so there's no way that your product is going to be shown on her stream. But then if that advertiser, if they're spending enough money with Twitch, if that advertiser turns around and says, hang on a minute. i tell you who had a great analogy of this, Devin Nash. Devin Nash analogy was, let's say Pornhub opened up a brand new section of their website for suitable for work softcore porn, where it was essentially just videos of people necking on. And then like they went to advertisers and just went, by the way, now we've got this suitable for work section. In fact, it's not even softcore porn, right? Pornhub opened up a comedy videos section where you can just watch funny videos, funny cat compilations. You go to advertisers and say, I pull in uh, millions of views a day for the porn and a high percentage of them I can convert into the funny cat compilation video side of it. Do you want in? Advertisers are going to look at it and go, yeah, it's a funny cat video, 50 million views, but it's directly associated with Pornhub. So I don't want my brand at all associated with Pornhub. I don't care how many views your cat videos are getting. I don't want to be associated with porn if I am Johnson & Johnson, if I'm a family brand. You're running the same gambit here. If Twitch, if that, if advertisers as a whole turn around and say to Twitch, I don't want my brand associated with girls in bikinis fucking giggling in hot tubs. What What then? That's what then? And that's not a worry for girls giggling in hot tubs, writing people's names all over the fucking tits. This is a worry for anybody because then an advertiser could turn and go, ah, I'm not really happy with my brand being associated with gambling. I'm not really happy with my brand who are... I'm willing to pay you millions. I'm not happy that I want my brand name associated with gratuitous violence. What then? What happens then? Do you know what I mean? This is the worrying thing. This is the worrying thing of what is about to happen. Not what has happened. Amaranth's still doing very well, like on subs and donations. Her ad revenue... She'll miss it because I'm. I, I don't doubt she's getting a size. She was getting a sizable amount of ad revenue, but her main source of income, subs and donations, 
what happens when what happens when Twitch is like, ooh, fucking hell. I've got an advertiser here who's bearing down on me because they hate the hot tub matter. Then what happens on Twitch just starts saying, if I catch anybody in a hot tub here, you're fucking auto-banned. You, you're going the same way as the dock. I don't have to tell you. You've brought me terms of service. You're gone. You're gone. No explanation. Here one day, gone the next. Everybody who dares step foot in a fucking hot tub in a bikini, gone. Anybody who dares play Mortal Kombat with blood on, gone. <laughs> like you might think that's ridiculous, but this is this is the power that the the advertisers have got. Exactly, but the, I think the you know my argument is that the the losing out. You know what I mean? It's kind of look at look at the way the subscription model's going, right? Dead, dead for TV streaming, Disney, Netflix, Amazon. In that sense, you, you pay for the content to watch stuff and stream, and you hardly you don't see an advert. Yes, you might see product placement agreed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's the other way that advertisers are get, getting around this. But in terms of standard TV and watching, no one sits through advertisement breaks anymore. No one sits through adverts. No. You know what I mean? So that, that, that model, you know, it's still a huge industry, don't get me wrong, but it's changing. Yeah. And, you know, it's more of them that they're trying to ex- exert some power here. Ultimately, knowing that it's only it's only going to continue going in the other thing in that direction, because the the main thing here is that you know these people will just say, well, I'm just not going to buy your products. I'm just going to whatever she's selling. <laughs> what right. if she just if she's not going to sell your products? And she's going to sell someone else's. I'll buy those products. Yeah. You know what I mean, so let let let's see. You know, when when advertisers completely flip background. Aye. The other way. And the other thing you're talking about, you know, like Pornhub and stuff like that. You know, what's just you not? Know, it's the meeting of two platforms here. What's to stop you no know, you no know, gamers going to? Obviously, they don't want to be. They don't want the. Some people don't want the connotation of being attached to that. But it's a fucking huge industry, mm-hmm. right? And again, as long as you no know, the industry's been doing right and the performers and 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 the the people there are not being exploited by a system and to some respect making the system work for them, then that's fine. I'm all about the the, the person being in charge than mm-hmm. the platform, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, like that. It's a... It's, I, 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 do you know what it is? I this is a fucking... I understand a... where you're coming from. It's, it's hard to see, you know, jealousy is a human thing. Yeah, it is. And I, like, I've, and I honestly, honestly, I fucking... I wish Amaranth all the fucking success. I wish anybody all the success. But I, I, I don't wish you success. I, I do wish you success, but it just hurts. It hurts when you put effort in. And then, uh, I don't know. It's It's such a fucking nuanced discussion to be had here. Uh, overall, all I want to say is, like... They are taking advantage of... They are playing to their strengths. They are beautiful young women with incredible bodies that look great yeah. in bikinis. That look even better... <laughs> that look even better when they're wet in a bikini. Like, fucking hell. Like, I'll subscribe. <laughs> I mean, like, fucking you do you. But there's also the part of us that I... Again, I want to just absolutely be let it known that I'm owning this I'm aware that it's a weird feeling that's welling up in us 
because I'm not performing and I put a lot of work in. I'm not performing at that level and I put a lot of work in. And it's like, ah, oh, really? That's cheap. That's cheap. You've just got your tits out. That's cheap. But then again, I'm sitting there watching them. So who's, do you know what I mean? It's such a fucking nuanced thing, man. Move on, Johnny. There's a full fucking podcast episode on this somewhere down the line. So yeah, I, move I, on. You know what? I think we, I think we handled that. You know, and let the let I'm the gonna, listeners come I'm, back and see if they, if if they're going to come. But I think you know, it's a it's a conversation we and the rest of the gamosphere have to have, uh-huh. to some respect. Yeah. So we shouldn't shy away from things like that. So I I think you know, in terms of having the conversation, I think we've done well to at least have it. Have we done a credit? Oh, but we'll continue talking about it. I'm sure. I think what's happened to Amaranth is unfair. That is the takeaway from it. Yes, I have perfectly human emotions towards Amaranth's success because of my own ego. However, I don't think what they've done to her is fair. Blocking the ad revenue without telling her, she had to find out by contacting them. That isn't fair. That's not how you do business. I am a Twitch affiliate. If I make Twitch partner, like fucking chances are slim. I understand that. But if I made Twitch partner, like you've got to ask the question... Do I even... I'm asking the question as an affiliate now. Do I want to be associated with Twitch? Because they are just some shady motherfuckers. Well, that's the, the, the other thing, yeah. You know, which I think, in some respect, you know, let's not forget Amazon own them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Is there something here? Are they just setting Twitch up to kind of self-destruct? And then they sweep in and kind of re, rebrand it? Whatever it re-brand is. Rebrand Twitch's prime, just, just... prime gaming. Exactly. And they'll come in with a complete set of new rules and regs yeah. of what you adhere to. And at the moment, they're kind of just they're letting, you know, if Twitch is tainted, if it is, then best thing to do is let it destroy itself and, you know, and kill the shame of it by killing the name later on. You know what I mean? Rather than trying to repair it, the, the corporate way is just to flog that brand to, to within an inch of its life, let, let it generate what it can do then nuke it and yeah. back again. Which I don't believe, I think it's a horrible way of doing things because you, because it, it, you never you never actually then reform anything. You just bury stuff. Yeah. So that, that, that's the way I think it'll happen. I think you know, Twitch will self-implode if it's not looked after. If it keeps going and, this way, it will. Um, if it keeps going this way. If, if, Twitch, if Twitch keep acting, it's fully Twitch's fault, yeah. Know, if they keep acting this way of going right we're just going to ban you for this reason not give you so much context or give you a kind of a, a grey woolly answer mm-hmm. didn't they warn her they didn't even warn her exactly. here's the other thing how many other hot tub streamers have had their ad revenue banned we don't know that's the thing It's it's like, it, you always just one personality comes out and gets singled out Yeah, they're trying to it's the old school way of trying to set an example scapegoat and they did it, they did it with Doc yeah for whatever reasons, we still don't know. Still don't know. But it, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, but I don't think that's kind of, that hasn't really gone to anyone's credit, has it? No. Doc hasn't come out of this looking bad. Fucking absolutely not. So he's uh, it, it's, he's it's, still one of the biggest streamers on the world, just on an entirely different platform. So it's, it, 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 you know, I don't know how it's being managed, but, you know, certainly, you know, Amazon are just letting it do what it wants to do. Yeah. Well, oh, well, the nice guy, Johnny. That's what's next uh, on the docket. I, I'm going to just quickly do um, last two items. Um, 
Resident Evil skins were revealed for the Dead by Daylight crossover. Mm-hmm. We talked about who we wanted them to be, and yeah. I think we got like a selection of all three, to be honest. So it's Jill and Leon are your your heroes or protagonists, yeah. and the, the big bad is Nemesis. Yeah. So I think we could have called that. I, I still thought they'd go re- classic Resident Evil and have yeah, same. Jill and Chris and same. Tyrant, but same. people love that. Um, and the last thing I'm going to talk about is The Last of Us 2 has got a 60 frames per second patch. Uh, but will that, will yeah. that drag me back <laughs> to playing it? Yes, sir, go on. Go on. Where is my <laughs> multiplayer? It's not happening. It's not coming. I think there's... Fucking no man. Do you know what it is? They're busy working on everything. They've even started working on The Last of Us fucking three scripts and I still haven't got my yeah. Last of Us Part 2 multiplayer. Bastards. Absolute bastards. But we didn't uh but we didn't touch on oh we didn't touch on a fucking I mean moving swiftly on from that. Uh I haven't played The Last of Us Part Two in sixty frames a second, nor will I until the multiplayer drops. However, okay. the, the we did we did miss out on one of the presentations. We didn't touch on the Far Cry six presentation. Oh shit, yeah. We need to quickly well. we need to quickly swing back onto the Far Cry Six because I think we got we got fucking bogged down in something else. What I will say, Far Cry Six quickly uh, looks exactly like every other Far Cry game from Far Cry Three onwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that's all I have that's to it. say about that. I don't I, I, I don't I, doubt I, this game will be fun. It's just another Far Cry game in. Literally every sense of the word. Really, really it's... memorable pro- uh, antagonist. An open world that you can do crazy shit in, and people have got weird fucking pets that somehow end up in a game yeah. like Cheeseburger. Like, <laughs> and and now you've you've got a fucking alligator that'll eat people when you whistle at it, and a dog in a wheelchair. Like, ten out of ten will buy hundred yeah. percent. But the. This game is... It could have been released on fucking PS3 for all I fucking care. Like, it, literally, this game looks no better or worse than The Last of Us when that first came out. Like, <laughs> Far Cry, man. Fucking Far Cry. Literally, it's getting... It, it getting, is what it is. Getting by on brilliant villains. That's what Far Cry is. Uh, that's, that, that's its uh, USP. It's fucking strapline. Far Cry. Getting by on brilliant antagonists since the early 2000s. I'm sure we'll get more information. When's it coming? October? Uh, Was it October? Was it October? Yes, I don't know. Possibly. But yeah, yeah. so we'll be getting more and more information from that as it comes. But yeah, you're right. To me, it it looks like every other Far Cry game. It doesn't look like it's changing the thing thing up, the format. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we we dive into them? We have we do the we'll quickly get into them dirt sheets because we haven't we haven't uh, we've, we've gone well over what we normally do. This is what happens when we miss a show, sir. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Apparently, Little Nightmares is free uh, on Steam. Little Nightmares was a great game. Little Nightmares Two also a great game. There's something about a new PS5 model that seems to have been registered, and people are wondering if that's the slim already. It's the one without the semiconductors. It's PS5 made without semiconductors. 
it's a PS3 and a PS5 shell. Uh, in only three hours, Horizon Forbidden West was the most watched state of play for a PlayStation Studios game. Beating out Demon Souls by 0.1 of a million. Something here saying that Far Cry 6 will run at 4K at, and 60 frames per second on PS5 and Series X. But if Good. it looks like a PS5 game, but <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 has got a new game director. Oh, God. Wow. It never rains, but it pours. Yep. That That's just on damage limitation mode now, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. I suspect... Uh... I suspect the CD Projekt Red will start to get quieter and quieter until they're ready to just talk about the release of The Witcher 4. Or The Witcher 3 next-gen patch. True. I'm not seeing anything else. No, I'm not either. <clears throat> well, I'm going to close this shit out, sir. Without my, without my crib sheet this time, so this could go one or two ways. You've got this. <clears throat> Boys and girls, this has been a production of Franchise Buys Games. Um, there's your first one. <laughs> you get that one for free. You get one for free. Uh, if you've enjoyed anything you've heard today, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast of choice and leave us one of those glowing five star reviews. Your your glowing star five star reviews help us push the algorithm just to work in our favour. Let's get this stuff noticed. You know what I mean? We don't we don't want to be two lads in a hot tub. You don't want to see that. <laughs> well, maybe you do actually. You know. How much would you pay? <laughs> How much would you pay? Everyone's got a price. <laughs> and what advertisers would be like to be involved? Um, if you want to reach out and get involved with the discussion, we are available on the socials. Um, franchise is available on Twitter at the at the underscore franchise. I'm available on Twitter at, at nice dot guy, not nice underscore guy underscore Johnny. Um, also on uh, Instagram and uh, nice dot guy dot Johnny or uh, the franchise. I've lost it. I've completely lost him shit, mate. Boys and girls, this has been Franchise Buys Games, your weekly game news podcast. The second best weekly game news podcast on the planet at this point, uncontested. That has been producer of the show, Mr. Nice Guy Johnny. Currently looking for another job. Yeah, I have been titular protagonist of Franchise. If you've enjoyed anything that's happened day to day, jump on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us one of them glowing five-star reviews. We are available on the socials. Nice Guy Johnny's just butchered them there. I'm not even going to bother trying. Just search for The Franchise, P-H-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E, or Nice Guy Johnny. You will find both or one of us. If you find one, you'll find the other. He is contractually obligated to be with me at all times. So, you know... We're both there. We uh, we would love to hear from you. If you've got any thoughts on anything that's happened during this podcast, it's been a long one because we missed a week. But you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll. If this is what you like, we can. We can we'd look at a, get a longer format podcast. We can look at a good two hours an episode. I could do that. I can talk for two hours. I don't know. I don't know what nice guy Johnny's thoughts are on that, but you dictate that. Can talk for five minutes without causing problems? <laughs> you dictate that. So, you know, thanks for sticking around. If you've enjoyed what's happened, let us know. If, if, you, if you don't mind the time, let us know. If you want to get involved in the conversation, let us know. If you are a hot tub streamer and you're doing better than me and you just want to rub it in my face, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I did let my ego loose there i've showed you i've bared my soul you've peered into one of my many closets and seen one of them dirty skeletons and he looks a lot like an egotistical 
bastard. Boys and girls, until next time, laters. Say bye, Johnny. Adios. Gay Panthers. <laughs>